You're listening to OK Now Listen, a bi-weekly show where we chat about what's on our minds, what we're binging, and what's blowing up our timelines. I'm Sylvia O'Bell. I'm a culture writer, host, producer, and lover of Beyonce. And I'm Scotty Beam, a media personality, content creator, music enthusiast, and a wing connoisseur. All right. So, Scotty, my girl, mm-hmm. my ace, yes. my boom. Yes, boom. Yes. Um, It's day 155 of this quarantine. Yes, We have been is. in the house like LL Cool J for two months <laughs> and counting. How are things going with you and your quarantine partner? I'm just going to go ahead and ask the important questions and get right to it. Everything's cool. We are still learning how to respect each other's space. Mm. I am right now at the point of this quarantine where I'm taking longer trips to Whole Foods. <laughs> you know, walking about the long way three, home. <laughs> right. Taking the longest way home. L- literally, Whole Foods is across the street from me. I walk around the block three times and then go into Whole Foods. I just need a moment. You know, some air. Just some solitude for my mind. For my mind. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what people are thinking though during like People who like people who are single thinking that people I, I, who are I, quarantined with other people. I, I don't know. Yeah, Sylvia, I, I don't can know tell what you. this. Y'all are just here's romanticizing the thing. everything. It's not about romanticizing it a hundred percent. I I get. I see what you're saying, and I, this is what I want to talk to you about too, because I feel like there's kind of like a a de-escalation, right? I feel like if you were quarantined with your boo, and I feel like this is something a lot of people can relate to like y'all probably started off like yes we're gonna do this together kink 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 making little cute videos doing a little tiktoks together it's all cute cooking furniture and playing house you know real mm-hmm. cute mm-hmm. and then you know month two hits and maybe i could see a de-escalation of that you know what i mean but here's the thing for those of us who have been alone the whole time <laughs> there has been no de-escalation there was just an abrupt stop to any kind of romance um not just romance physical touch a kiss a handheld i might not and let's not even talk about the lack of sex i'm over here to tell you i haven't even been touched like i mean even just somebody putting their hand over mine (laughs) (laughs) touch in three months about like i haven't i don't even remember what a hug feels like like i'm saying (laughs) i'm saying it's not like we're fucking like rabbits or anything. I don't know what people think that we're doing every single day. And I'd much <laughs> rather not the de-escalation. You know what I'm saying? We had a moment. Like, there was a time where we did everything, but we didn't know that it was going to last this long. We didn't know <laughs> this stay-at-home order was going to be a bit, you know, we we're going to keep pushing Forever. it back. <laughs> right. So, you know, yeah, that dwindles, goes away, and then you're just here. Here. Every day. Here. You breathing. You're still, still here. 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 That's what you hear every time you go out to the living room and that nigga's yeah, on the literally. couch. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I love being alone. I'm not here to act like I'm super sad about it. Like, I think, I, you know, here's the thing, though, and this is key. Like, I'm very happy with my bubble bath Sundays and, like, my, day, you know, my little dance party by myself and only having to feed one person, especially. Mm-hmm. But... I also, under, and, I'm, and I think that's a lot because I'm so thankful that I did the work to learn how to be alone and not right. lonely prior yes. to this. I really feel for people who may not have really gotten to that step yet, 
because I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't overcome loneliness, which takes a long time. Like, it took me most of my 20s to overcome loneliness. Like, But what I do you do when y'all. you're lonely? I guess, you know, call, FaceTime friends and family and, like, try to get the interaction where you can. I think that's a part of the reason why a lot of people are reaching back out to, like, exes. Like, the New York, um, BuzzFeed and I think the New York Times did stories on how, like, a lot of people are, like, in the big, like, the first month of this, we're like, you know what? In the face of a, a global pandemic disease that might kill us all, you pissing me off wasn't over. <laughs> maybe I, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Maybe I'm like, maybe I'm not gonna do that. I'm asking the real questions, Sylvia. Hmm? How many exes have texted you during this quarantine? Ooh, well, you know, my inbox is a graveyard <laughs> of skeletons and ghosts <laughs> reappearing into the inbox for sure mm-hmm. um i definitely i'm not the type of person i don't really like to rewind i kind of did that in my early 20s like i'm not really like in the mindset where i was like oh maybe i should take one of these boys back and i'm not like that's not the case like i understand you know especially for the boyfriends who i was with for a long time checking in this is a big thing that's happening i'm in the epicenter i appreciate checking in making sure i'm good you know it you doesn't know. go it doesn't go further than that yeah i mean you know like Sometimes people get flirty, but you just gotta, you know, swap that. You know, it's gotta be like, all right, <laughs> all right, talk to you later. <laughs> but there are moments, and I get it. You're talking about romanticizing the other side. Of it. Like, there are moments where I wish, I wish that there was somebody who I could just cuddle up on the couch with and watch a movie with, even if we're sitting in silence. So... Or, and I get it. I probably would want them to go home after a while too. But I'm just saying that I want you to appreciate that everything. That y'all are not doing, even though y'all under the same roof, I have not done for longer. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Can we just get out that cor- Like, I have not been kissed. <laughs> will I Will I be kissed in 2020? Who- <laughs> like, that's not a question you have to ask yourself. <laughs> like, I'm over here like, damn, will I love again? Like, <laughs> like I don't know, girl. I don't know. Oh, yes. I think it's a blessing if people are in a home where there's different rooms where you can go apart and have your alone time do you have a strategy that you can share for the couples who maybe are struggling to try to figure out the balance right now i feel like that's good advice that people could use if you just have a like the stuff i said earlier if you have a moment to go to the store by yourself go to the (laughs) store walk around them blocks about four times right around Around the the park after dark (laughs) before dark anytime So that time, then, you know, if you have any rooms, like my closet, sometimes I just close the door in my closet and just take a moment. She's not lying. Because I don't want to be on Channel 9 News. Like, I'm trying really hard. So that and then, you know, the bathroom. Sometimes I sit in the bathroom. I don't have nothing to do in there. I just sit in in there and then take a moment, breathe, meditate, and focus on the bigger picture. Yes. Because, you know, you love him. Yes. You would hate to do <laughs> anything. Him to die. <laughs> oh, man. But all in all, with everything that's going on, we are a team. There's no one else I'd rather do this with than with my quarantine partner. So I will say I'm grateful for having such a great person along with me doing this very crazy thing with me at this time. He fills me up. Okay. See. <laughs> he gives <See>? me love. <laughs> 
God. That I'll ever need. I guess. He's literally guess. all I got in this world. And guess what? He's all the man that she needs. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Sylvia, for making this way more (laughs) comfortable. Appreciate you. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Anyway, speaking of romance. Or lack thereof. Jesus. This episode is a very special lovey-dovey one. Later on, we'll be speaking with the one and only Issa Rae about her new Netflix film, Lovebirds. But before we do that, Scotty, let's talk about romance films. Do you love them or hate them? Do you got a top three? I absolutely love them. (laughs) Romance films are my favorite films, period, um, because I want my life to be like most of these movies that I watch. Um, Mm. I love fairy tales. I love romance. I'm a big love fan. I love love for others. So, yeah, I love watching it. What are my top threes? My top three... The Notebook, Ooh, Brown Sugar, mm-hmm. and Pretty Woman. The Notebook is like such a classic standard. Well, no, because they, nigga, they died together. <laughs> like, they died on the same day. Do you know what kind of love that? That's, that's love. Real yeah. shit. And they had Ride a discussion before. They was like, hey, you want to die? Like, you want to die tonight <laughs> together? Like, come <laughs> with me. Let's die tonight. Fuck it. We out of here together. And so I thought that shit was fire. I love that. Then on top of that, Pretty Woman. Woman from the streets. In the streets. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Find <Pretty> Love. It's <laughs> such an unrealistic movie. Hookers everywhere were probably like, let me get to this corner of Wilshire and wherever it was in Hollywood that Richard Greer put, picked up Julia. Hello. It could happen. It could happen to you, sis. <laughs> so I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know, Woman sis. from the streets. She finally comes up. On different ways, too. Like, she gets more money and she gets the love of her life. Oh, that's sad. That's amazing. And then Brown Sugar, which was supposed to be my life. Everybody wants to be Sydney Shaw, of course. Everybody and, wants um, to be Sydney Shaw. And I grew up loving hip-hop, and me and her, you know, are the same in that way. So, yeah, I always wanted to fall in love with someone through music. I think that is the most poetic and romantic thing ever in life i love it i love it so much so yeah those two i mean those three are my favorite what about you sylvia well brown sugar was on my list but you said it i think i mean we're both women and black women in media who love music so duh i retweet you every time you say like sending me lyrics is like send me lyrics send me a playlist that like a song that made you that's like this is how you feel about me I will eat that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> like Sylvia, if they make us play you play make me a playlist. Oh. My panties are yours. <laughs> Immediate. Immediately. The entire vagina is <laughs> is literally walking from my body onto your lap. Here you go. It's 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 in the it's in it's your yours. grasp. It's in your grasp. It's, shit, it's not even in your grasp. It's yours. You can have it. It's in your pocket already. It's in your pocket. <laughs> my I... pussy is in your pocket <laughs> so there's there a part is. of me that loves the alliteration even though there's also a part of me that's clutching my pearls <laughs> <laughs> I love the stories where it's two best friends or people who were had a friendship prior to and got together which is also why my favorite 
one of my top three is When Harry Met Sally, which is a very white rom-com. <laughs> but it is, I think, the base. Like, it was definitely, like, it was in the 80s. It's uh, Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal. Uh, Nora Ephron, who is the white bad bitch of the rom-com drama, rom-com, all of that. She gave us When Harry Met Sally. She gave us Sleepless in Seattle. She gave us all the girls that, like, we... She's kind of like the Terry McMillan for white people. I'm going to put it like that. Hmm. For uh, those of you who may not be familiar with her work, but don't she... first of all don't don't yeah you throw in subliminals you know that was me I don't know who the <laughs> hell Nora Ephron is <laughs> I know you don't know that's but I also know that you represent a group of people who may also yeah. not know who Nora Ephron Thank is so you. I know it's just not you but when Harry met Sally I love it because it traces these like they they meet in college when they're driving from their they graduated and they're driving from Chicago to New York and it's like it keeps happening over years like I think it's a bit more realistic than brown sugar well I won't call it more realistic than brown sugar but I like that it shows that like sometimes it takes it's all about the right timing with somebody and then you can have a friendship with somebody and maybe you guys go through, you marry somebody else, you get divorced, you have other boyfriends and all this stuff and then they like, you know, ending up together at the end is still very sweet to me. I think there's a part of me that very much takes a while to trust people and I love romance movies where it's like, you knew who that man was or that woman was because y'all were just friends and weren't pretending to be other people with each other. Mm. I love like, you know what I mean? Like that to me is like, so that you really know what you're getting into when you end up with somebody who's been your friend for that long. And I love movies like that. Um, and also on that list is Love Jones. And I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I know it's not a cinematic masterpiece to some of y'all. They made their points clear when Love Jones was on Netflix and people who never saw it before with no nostalgia was like, this movie ain't that great. I don't care. I like it, and that's what matters, okay? <laughs> I just hate that she threw away a whole notebook. That really pissed me off. At oh, the at end. the end? Well, yeah, shit, I really... mean, she could, there's, the poems are in her heart, okay? They're in her mind. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's good paper right there. You that's just threw paper. away. I was like, I love journals. That's such you a mind. that to anyone. But I love Love Jones. I love it because I just love the chemistry between Lorenz and Nia Long. I love that it was just all, like, Harlem Renaissance blacks talking about black poets and lit and, like, Isley Brothers CDs and it was just very much it was just very much my shit vibe wise and I thought it was shot beautifully and I love it I love it I do clearly we can talk about romance movies all day it is literally our favorite subject we literally have spent so many nights in my living room watching romance films because we love them so much and we could not wait to talk to Issa about her new Netflix film Lovebirds and some of her favorite romance movies we are oh my gosh this is a big day for me for Sylvia um, to just be sitting here with one of the greatest examples of black excellence I mean the greatest example of black people are not a monolith, like basically got her hands in every pot, every lane, made her own lane. Issa Rae, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you beautiful ladies for having me. Oh my gosh. Um, y'all I'm are so both amazing. Happy. So thank you. And I, I love you, Sylvia, rocking a Jamel Hill sweatshirt. That's awesome. <laughs> Please let Jamel know. I was like, <laughs> I got the Jamel gave me the unbothered hoodie. I was like, I'm over here with a whole different podcast on my chest, but black girls rock. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> so you like, can support it all. Support it all. Excellent conception. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Let's get into this because the main reason we are here to discuss 
to talk to you is to talk about your new movie coming on Netflix, Lovebirds. We were privileged enough to get a sneak peek at it, and we want to talk to you about your character. Start off by talking to you about your character, Leilani. Leilani, what attracted you to this role? In reading the script, uh, I found it so relatable, just uh, specifically about a couple that's at this specific point and, you know, gets put in this situation where they have to rely on one another. Like, I, I think about you know, relationships that I've had and relationships that I've wanted to get out of and then being picturing myself in this situation where you're essentially framed for murder and have to rely on each other. There's just something that's comical about that. Um, and then it just had this specific style um, in the original script where the couple would be arguing at the same time and talking over each other, which that, that there were like pages of dialogue where they were talking at the same time. And I just, I hadn't seen that in a script before. And that cracked me up because there is this thing when you're, when you're arguing uh, with a significant other and you just know what they're about to say before they can even say it. And you're listening, but not really. Um, so those elements attracted me to it. And then seeing that Kumail was attached was uh, like interesting to me. It, I would love, I was excited to work with him. Wow. What parts of Leilani did you resonate with, if there were any? And what were, if you were challenged with any too? Yeah, so they were originally written for white people and they were kind of generic characters. So nothing at first. And then we started uh, <laughs> crafting the characters to to mirror some of our own experiences a bit more. And I could relate to her in feeling like a relationship was stagnant and wanting more excitement and, and also comparing her relationship to others. Like those elements uh, I could see in a character um, or I could relate to in that particular character. Um, and that's what kind of we, we, we sought to, to define those elements a bit more. Lovebirds is a rom-com that takes a very different approach to romance than The Photograph did. It's much more comedy-driven. Did you prefer one over the other, or did you like working on both? I like both. I love comedy. Like, you just have way more fun on set. Um, and working with the scene partner, like Kumail. Like, Kumail is like... He just comes with <laughs> the zingers. <laughs> and he's so, you know, hardworking and always wants to try something new and that like, you know, I never really had a scene partner like that before. And so he, he just kind of forces you to step your game up in a way that I love. I do feel like for Kamal, you know, Lakeith, if I was to have to follow Lakeith as a romantic lead, <laughs> I'd be like, listen, I know I'm not going to bring it all, but here I am. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. That is a good ass point. Like <laughs> Lakeith definitely has it on that sense where it's just like, he looks at you and you're just like, wait, are we, did, did, they didn't say action yet. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. They did say action. I thought this was, okay. Cool. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, I think it was the, the opportunity to work with just two dynamic leads in their own way is not lost on me. Both movies take place in your favorite city. New, uh, so Orleans. New Orleans. I love Was New that a coincidence, Issa? A uh, complete coincidence. For, uh, Lovebirds was just kind of like figuring out where we could shoot. Uh, mm -hmm. And obviously Photograph had intention in New Orleans and New York. But yeah, for, for Lovebirds, it was a complete coincidence. But I was so happy um, to shoot there because that's yeah. the best city ever for food, for tourism. It's just great. Yeah. That's where me and Sylvia met. Yeah, where our friendship Wait, did y'all meet at Essence? We yes, definitely did meet at Essence Fest. <laughs> 
I was telling Scotty, I was like, I looked at our first picture on Instagram, and it was us at that Insecure party. And we've been good friends ever since. So you're really making Black Girl Magic happen on various levels, Lisa. Here it is. You really are. And then even, like, just the Insecure Black parties, you usually have purchased for the seasons. Like, Will we ever be able to do it again? It's so sad because we were going to do a Black party this year. Like, we had a perfectly timed, just like, okay, when episode five drops, we're going to drop the date for the Black party right after the show. And then none of that. None of that is happening. The movie was supposed to come out in theaters, actually. But thanks to COVID, you know, it had to pivot to Netflix. How do you feel about it and the impact that this pandemic is having on Hollywood, period? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm grateful as hell that it went to Netflix because it was going to be mad competitive. Like, who was going to compete with, like, Marvel movies and things like that? Everybody's trying to find a date. So I was geeked when they wanted because it's a lot of, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, Netflix, what's up, big head? <laughs> we don't want you at first, but you're good. we release our movie. And so we got in early, thank goodness. And I think it's going to change the industry for sure. I, th- I don't think anybody knows anything in terms of when we're going to be able to shoot again, how we're going to be able to shoot again. They're just mm. constant conversations. I know we're geared to shoot season five in September, but who knows? Yeah. Well, I liked it on Netflix. <laughs> I think Netflix, we like it on Netflix. Da, da, da. Yeah, in the comfort of my own. Uh, uh, yeah, true. I wasn't even thinking that, but I was being for real. Or shout out to the sponsor. <laughs> right, Jesus Christ. I have to go ahead and acknowledge. I like to watch happening. it from the comfort of my own home. <laughs> That's that real, though. That's real. Yeah, I can't sneak wine in every time I go to the theater. I can't sneak tequila in every time I go to the theater. I could just drink it and watch my movie. Tequila. Tequila, yes. Tequila, but like you don't fall asleep. That's that's heavy. Tequila to watch a movie. Tequila to watch a movie. Absolutely. Now brown, I can't do and do anything. I'll be going to sleep after. Like tequila is the upper. That's an up. Tequila is the devil. It's just nasty. It tastes like gasoline. Ooh, no, that's that's vodka. That's vodka is perfect. It has no flavor. Vodka (laughs) is what? Vodka has no flavor. That's the point. It's like. Isa, it doesn't. Please. Tequila literally tastes like Mexican gas. That's what it tastes like. Please, but have yeah. you had like? I know you've had that rich ass wealthy tequila that's in that blue and white bottle that has no bite to it. I know you have. <laughs> no, I don't fuck with tequila. Every tequila has bite to it. What are you talking about? You bring it back, Sylvia. Please, I'm gonna bring it back to the rom coms because rom coms are one of my favorite genres. And I do want to ask, like, are there is there anything you want people to take from this movie? I said, like, I definitely think that this is the kind of movie you pull up to with your favorite cocktail. You know, you could enjoy it and laugh. It's really, you know, silly and fun. Like, mm-hmm. what what are you hoping that people walk away with feeling after it? I think exactly that. I think you go in like expecting to laugh and. Having a drink, uh, going and watching it with your boo or roommate, but it's just, it's really supposed to make you feel like lighthearted. And I think specifically during this time, if you, uh, want to escape and, you know, kind of visit the city without having to leave your home, this is the movie to watch. And because I'm such a big rom-com fan, I do have to ask you personally, Because I need to know what your favorite rom-com is. Like, what are some of your favorite rom-coms? I like, I like, uh, Sandra Bullock movies make me laugh. Uh, I do like, I'm gonna say, I, cause I just watched on a plane. I love Notting Hill. Like that movie. I love Notting Hill with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. Yeah. This is a white 
<laughs> it's it's so white. It. It's so white and it's British. So white like, and British. British humor. <laughs> but I was like, this shit is this is great. I love this. Like I could I could rewatch it. And then coming to America is another like it it, get, it has more calm than rom, but it's true. Like him and Lisa, you want them to end up together, and that is the perfect to me the perfect rom com. Only Eddie Murphy can make a rom com take place at McDonald's, <laughs> McDowell's, McDowell's, and make it a classic. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a, yeah. that's a perfect movie right there. Except for their terrible African accents, but it's, it was it's great. it was very offensive. What country was that? <laughs> Nobody knows. I want to talk about one thing, and I know we're going to go back probably in 2018. You released a a glamour uh, cover, right? You were on a glamour cover, child. And I don't <laughs> buy magazines. I buy magazines like sometimes, but that one, seeing it there, spoke to me so loud, like it resonated with me beyond measure. Don't I don't even know that. At that moment, I think I wanted to be on a cover. I've never thought about or dreamt about being on a cover of a magazine until that moment, Issa. That's amazing. It was just seeing that brown... It's insane. There was a sentence in there that resonated with me. And you said that there is no blueprint to this, right? To Mm -hmm. your career, right? For those who have recently stepped out onto untrodden path and have a hard time seeing the light at the end of the tunnel... What has been your greatest reward, either mentally or spiritually? Because we see what you get, like, physically, Mm. but we never see what you're winning with mentally and spiritually. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it is, honestly, like, comments like yours, you know, because you just don't think about that because you're so into it. But, like, you know, people acknowledging the impact that it's had or saying, like, I could do that shit because your ass did. Like, you did it. So mm-hmm. I know that I can do it because that's to the point of the no blueprint of it. Right. I didn't know if it was possible, you know, and I was told that it wasn't. And uh, that 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 gets to you because you feel like, am I on a fool's errand right now? Like, why am I trying so hard? So to see other people creating, um, if I had a small part in that, and again, just as a genuine fan, like nothing makes me more excited than just seeing dope black shit. And uh, if I had a part in inspiring that, then that feels good as fuck, you know? Yeah, that's what matters. I, I love that. I have it on my mood board, actually. It's one of my things that one day, hopefully I'll be able to do. You got it. You got your yeah. face, girl. Your fine ass yeah. face. You got it. Don't, don't <laughs> Issa, don't do that. Stop. <laughs> she gonna add Issa Ray call me fine to her Twitter bio. Tonight. Oh, best believe. <laughs> tonight, bitch. What you mean tonight? It's already yeah, changed. It's it's look. The it's interview is happening changed. right now. I have already changed it. <laughs> Thank you. That's what you're saying. As I, as I go to Twitter. Right. I'll, I'll, let me, I'll get the next question while you go ahead and change it. Yeah, go bio. ahead. Go, go ahead. Go that's ahead. What let me log in. That's what Sisterhood and Support is like. So, uh, Thank you. Back to you, Issa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do feel like, you know, this podcast is also setting out to accomplish something similar in the for terms of, you know, create being unapologetically loud and black. At the same time, you know, while giving representation to our thoughts, our feelings and all of these things that we are as black women while talking about what's happening in the zeitgeist. And I wanted to ask you about the challenges you face when you are trying to share and tell stories about us. Because I think it's something that those of us who are starting to create content are finally getting the agency to do that 
are coming across, you know, people who may just not get it or don't under understand the importance of like, no, I said this is about black women, not just mm -hmm. women. Or like, no, mm -hmm. I get that I've said that I keep only wanting to only have black guests on this show, but that's what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like, even, you know, the gift that nobody will let you forget, rooting for everybody black, unapologetically, on E! News or whatever white broadcast you said it on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> How do you, you know, do you face challenges like that anymore? Or like, or do people kind of accept that that's, you know, what they're going to get with you now? And yes, like definitely more recently. And it's <laughs> making me so scared because we talked a lot of talk about change um, and this industry opening up and us, you know, being more behind the scenes. But, you know, the fact of the matter is there are still lots of people in positions of power who are just, just still don't get it. And I think where black content initially was like enticing in this era, like maybe a couple of years ago, or even when we first started, like so much was getting greenlit um, because there was a novelty to it of just like, oh yeah, we haven't seen black faces and black women are killing it. But now I'm seeing that it's shifting again where people are like, okay, we get it. Yeah, black, 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 black. But let's, let's find the next thing. And it just makes me realize how much of a trend people see our existence as, and that is frustrating. Um, so it's, I'm definitely facing it just even in, you know, pitching new projects and pitching the projects of other writers about specific slices of black life that they don't deem worth an audience, um, or worth, um, a budget in some cases They, I, I am seeing that, you know, despite the fact that there's so many platforms out there, there's still, a risk in taking a chance on specific black stories because if you have one then you kind of have them all and that's just that's that gets frustrating after a while so i we're still fighting the fight and we'll see what happens but this pandemic is not gonna help by any means child before we close out we have to get in at least one or two insecure questions because the people will kill us if we don't but okay I don't <laughs> but i don't know if you um saw Vulture uh, staff writer Hunter Harris publish a hilarious ranking of every uh, man on Insecure. Boy, did I. I wish I could see what the Insecure group chat looked like because <laughs> our man Dro has been going off on Twitter ever since yeah. he seen that a slave master ranked higher than him. slave master is nuts. <laughs> but not only Dro, but you know, none of Issa's exes made the top 15, which was wild. Like, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it actually, we were in the virtual writer's room and one of our writers just casually dropped like, oh yeah, because, you know, when they did the insecure male ranking and we were like, wait, what? That, she was like, yeah, it just came out this morning. And so I didn't know what to expect. So I saw the, the I was like, what the fuck is this? What? They got it fucked up. And then I started reading it and I was like, <laughs> but they didn't have to do draw like that. They did not have to do Sharonis like that. First of right all, before. come on, it the crossed. Like, it crossed. That, but like, he's not too tall. Come on, come on. <laughs> they did. She came for his height. But I wanted to ask you if you had to pick your top three, who would your top three be? If it was a ranking of men and insecure. I mean, Thug Yoda's not wrong at all. I would say Thug Yoda. I do think that Jared is um, a perfect man. Um, love Langston Kerman. And my third, my ideal. Oh, I mean, he was only in one episode. Does it count? For you, you, you can make the rules here, for sure. I would 
were giving Luke James's character another chance. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint I'll, you. I'll, I'll allow you. <laughs> so I'll allow it. And I know Black Twitter is taking Issa and Molly's breakup as about as hard and yes, personally as we did Issa and Lawrence in you know season one. <laughs> Have you been surprised to see how much hate how I mean Molly is getting this season? Uh, yeah, <laughs> in short, <laughs> yes. You know, we were off for a year and a half, so I forgot like that people talk about the show, you know, and that they have feelings and there's a lot of discussion that happens and sometimes, you know, projection. People are acting like Molly killed <laughs> their mother. Let me tell you something, Misa. Oh, so you're, okay. You I made a mistake. Issa. I made a mistake. Tell <laughs> me. Issa. Tell me right now. She would have to run me my fade quickly. <laughs> like when I say expeditiously, she would have to run me the fade. That's right. Like, I forgot. I, I forgot. I forget party. your tweet. The black you told party. me ask ask questions later. Oh yes! Oh yeah! That's right. right. Yeah, that was. That yeah, was I tweeted you and I told you. Did like, you tweet first? Very violent. Actually, yes. Throw the hands first and then ask questions later. You doing too much talking? Yeah. And then you know we all would have rode. Kelly would have rode. We all all would have been in there. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm saying. But what would Issa Rae would have done though? Oh, like, as a block uh, you know what Issa did? Issa Rae <laughs> off the vodka. <laughs> Issa Rae off the vodka. Tell me what she's doing to Molly. Please run. Just be honest. I don't play about my business. It honestly depends on what what I brought to the table. It depends on what I did too because I'm very sensible and I will always look at things like, okay, why is this person behaving this way? What do they think that I did? And then I determine my course of action. And if I determine that to they're wrong, then they will be dealt with. <laughs> but you would have ran. The, I told you. I told you, Sylvia. I said she would have ran up in there. I did not say <laughs> we, Buck Fifty um, Town. We was in there. I'm not, no, <laughs> I did not say Buck Fifty. These are Scotty. <laughs> these are these are the thoughts of Scotty Beam. A one Issa Rae has not made these Newark. statements. That is Newark, not... New Jersey is acting <laughs> up in this house as usual. Yeah. But no, I do think Go that ahead. we all were. You know, I was very logical about it till the block party hit, where a lot of us feel a certain way about our business. I don't know if you expected everybody to side with Issa like this, but I was like. Issa, girl, the, the the internet is behind you, and this, this is hilarious to see. They're less behind me and more against Molly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is clear. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. fair. That's fair. Um, but before we end this interview, can you please share with us a moment of black joy that you have had this last month? This last month, moment of black In the house. joy. <laughs> Um, I mean, honestly, me and my family FaceTime every Sunday uh, or Zoom every Sunday, and it is a highlight. You know, like I get to see my nieces and nephews or my niece and nephews. I get to see my family. We didn't, we never talked every week. I never got to see my brothers every week. And so uh, this past Sunday, it was my siblings um, and my mom, and we were just reminiscing about stuff, clowning each other. And I was just like, oh, this, this almost almost makes the pandemic like worth it with with the reconnection factor mm. Mm. that's sweet that's amazing yeah i was sweet. also yeah it's real i mean i was i was on zoom this weekend with my gra- we got my grandmother in nairobi on zoom this weekend and Aww. i don't think we know what we did because now phone calls will never be in there. <laughs> <laughs> we did not think it through we did not think it through on the second Ooh, good luck get them cousins Ooh, girl <laughs> Child Protect your bank account. 
I'm like, listen, I'm over here creating backgrounds so people can't see what I got in my house. <laughs> oh, some nice curtains you got there, cuz. <laughs> but you can't come up off nothing. I see them curtains and that's Right, I see that. Have... I saw you got that Ooh. Netflix podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Right. Hello. Uh, but Issa, this has been so much fun having you. Yeah, this thank you guys. You. Thank you for having me on. Likewise. Um, I'm so glad you guys met at Beautiful Essence. What a what a match made in heaven. Truly. Well, thank you so much for doing this with us, Issa. Thank we you guys. You. Take thank care. You, thank you. Thank you. Go see, see Lovers you next on time. Netflix. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> You just got to love Issa. You really do. I loved how that conversation was just like us shooting the shit with a homegirl. Really? For, with some like alcohol. Like it was a moment. It was beautiful. Now it's time for my favorite segment, Putting You On, where we put you on to the things that we enjoy in hopes that you too will enjoy these things. Sylvia, what are you putting the listeners on to today? I'm here to put y'all on to my favorite candle of all time. The goat of candles, if you will, in my opinion. Woo! The goat! The goat! And, and I am, if, and people who have followed me on Instagram for years know that I take my candles seriously. I have a whole table dedicated to just candles. And That's... Lit Brooklyn is... Daniqua! That girl. Okay? Hold it's... up. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it's, it's a chopper. It's a chopper. Yes. That's... That's the energy that Lit Brooklyn is bringing into your living room and your bedrooms. I -hmm. promise y'all, you cannot, you can just put a Lit Brooklyn candle in your room without even lighting it and it's already changing the atmosphere it's oh potent God. and it comes in such great flavors and i know scotty's a, fr- a fan of this too so feel free to chime in i love i love blush i love bow and if you want to keep in the theme of romance which is like why i'm trying to tie in this romantic muse. candle thing oh muse is a great one as well and like we said daniqua our girl, we would say this even if I did not like her. I I hope I always like Daniqua because at the end of the day, D, <laughs> I'm going to buy you candles anyway. <laughs> like, like, Fact. It's all gonna, love and shit, but, but your candles are it for I me. hope you'll still so, ship them. Even if we did beef. <laughs> I'm even if like, we did have a problem, sis. <laughs> It's like, all right, but about those candles, I'm buying though. your candles. Um, so, yes, I, I highly recommend Black-Owned Business. We love that. We love to see it. And you have to really follow Brooklyn's um, Instagram and Daniqua's because I think that's the only way to catch them. Because when I tell you these things are sell like hotcakes. Ten minutes. You have. Ten minutes. Start the clock. You have ten minutes. It's like a, think about like a Beyonce concert ticket. That's the energy you got to bring to the Lit it's Brooklyn sale. Because it's not a, a game. Fact. They're not playing with you. She'll give you a heads up the day before, though. Won't yes. she? She'll tell yeah, you, that's like, what hey, we're to releasing tomorrow at 12 p.m. So just make sure you have your alerts going. Make sure that you know that at 12 o'clock you need to be on that site with already two in the cart to get ready. Because... <laughs> It's Listen, not a game. It's, it's no not game. A game. They do These, not play. And this is a worldwide thing. I even realized, I was like, damn, like, it's real out here. And we're her friends, and she still won't even help us out on the side, bro. She'd be like, well, guys, guess you're going to catch the next relaunch. So it's fair. <laughs> dead ass. <laughs> dead, dead, dead ass. ass. In, the group chat, in the group chat. In the group chat, she dead ass be <laughs> laughing at us like, damn, sucks for you. Catch me on the next one, though. That's a real entrepreneur. She's like, bitch, I ain't giving no candles away. Y'all my friends and shit, but mm-mm. catch a, me on the next launch. It's a business. So that is Lit Brooklyn. I'm going to say that the website is L-I-T 
B-K-L-Y-N dot C-O. That's where you can find them. She's also lit Brooklyn on Instagram. And get you some and get get the vibes going. Because we are in the house. So it's time for us to make that house feel like a place we want to be. <laughs> smell like a place we want to be. It's getting mm-hmm. stuffy. Get you some candles. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my recommendation. For today. How about you, Scotty? What you putting the people on to? Guys, I want you to still love me after I tell you what I want. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you want to. I want, I want you still to respect me. I want you to know that I want the best for you. The drama. And you only. Okay. I want to put you on to insanity. Shout out to Shanti. I only knew about it. When I was younger, when I was watching my aunts do it and shit. And, you know, everybody used to be. Yeah, back when Tybo was a thing. Oh, Tybo. Shanti was also a thing. Now, I stepped on the scale, right? Let <laughs> me tell y'all something. This is a triggering conversation for a lot that of us. That scale looked back at me like, bitch, you really got to be kidding me. You seriously sat on the scale. You, th- you thought you was going to get a number you, you liked on this scale? <laughs> if you don't take your bouncy ass. So I said, okay. I have to do something, but I can't run because my knee is out of here. I can't can't do that. The gyms are closed, so my only best bet is to do at home workout insanity. At first, I hated it. It was horrible. I'm now on my second week. I feel a bit better. Just the fact that I'm active is helping me out a lot. So it's not even that I want to put you on to being to to Shanti and in, in, insanity. I want to you to actually get active. And do something. Wow. Just one thing for why yourself. Are you, why are you so Whether loud? Whether it be... No, no, no. <laughs> just for, it, it helps you... It helps you mentally. It'll clear a lot of, you know, doubt and a lot of things going on in your mind mentally. I think it'll help you out. So if you could just do one active thing a day. Why? Uh, we don't know, want one to. Thing, it is, it's just... <laughs> You're right. Do one thing. I'm not saying run. I'm not saying maybe a walk, a jog, whatever you can take at this moment, just do. Like and that's it. it. I, I like hope, it. you know, it's just healthier mindset. It's true. We love to hear it. No, you don't. You don't want to hear any of that. No, you should have looked at me. I didn't want to hear it. I looked at the best straight face I could. All right, that's our show. A very special thanks to Issa Ray for taking the time to chat with us today. And thank you listeners for tuning in once again. Our show is a production of Pineapple Street Studios in partnership with Netflix and Strong Black Lead. Shout out to our team. Executive producers are Agarenish, Ashagre, and Jasmine Lawson. Our lead producer is Jess Jupiter, and our music is by Amanda Jones. Special thanks to Max Linsky and Jenna Weiss-Berman. Make sure you share your thoughts with us on the episode using the hashtag OKNowListen. Follow Strong Black Lead on the socials at Strong Black Lead. And follow us too. I'm at Sylvia Bell, And I'm at Scotty Beam. Until next time, folks, stay blessed.